Are they real? Now, don't tease me. They've been mermaid sightings. I think people want to believe in the wonder they represent. They're always explained away as a manatee. Maybe a walrus? You didn't answer my question. Are they real? Let's just say I've always been on the lookout myself. podcast about unaired, unloved, and unhinged pilots. My name is Joe, and with me as always is Stuart. Hello. And joining us today, returning champions, Chris. I'm back, baby. And Cheryl. It's a me, Cheryl. (laughs) So today we have an absolutely atrocious show for you. 2003's Mermaids. hard one for me i mean i hated it i'll be really glad when this is over and i don't have to think about it for a while but i also have to concede i'm not the target audience and at the same time i don't know who the targeted audience is supposed to be i can tell you the target audience was horny guys that were super into charmed and buffy (laughs) so the thing is there is another pilot that was a spin-off of an episode of Charmed that featured mermaids called Mermaid from around the same time as this, but this is not that one. Really? Wow. Someone mentioned on this one in the IMDB message board, which is always a rich treasure trove, I decided to watch this because someone told me that if you like Charmed, you might like this. Interesting. But I don't know what the Venn diagram is there, though. There's also a share movie called Mermaid. If you want to be having fun, the rest of your life make a friend. It has nothing to do with mermaids at all. Yes, she dresses like a mermaid in one scene and is on screen for about five minutes. Yeah, bullshit. You guys are talking shit about a really good movie. Yeah, it's a heartwarming 80s classic. It really is. It's about motherhood and daughterhood. What's your major, town tramp? No, mom, the town already has one. Too much estrogen being in your house. Sounds like just about every film with Cher in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not that one with Rocky. Mask. Oh. Not to be confused with the mask. Somebody stop me. What is that, Eric Stoltz? Yeah. In my town, when I would check the TV guide, sometimes they would get them flipped. Like it would be mask and it would say Eric Stoltz and it would have the description for the Jim Carrey movie. Nice. <laughs> Someone is tuning in thinking they're going to see Eric Stoltz most iconic performance as the modern day elephant man and yeah instead they get the incurably horny Stanley Ipschitz or whatever his fucking name is that is his name I think I think you nailed it I look weird but otherwise I'm real normal I mean what if there's somebody out there who watched that and now thinks that Jim Carrey's <laughs> Eric Stoltz I wouldn't be surprised they're not that different did you know that Eric Stoltz was supposed to be Marty McFly yeah, I did know that yeah yeah release the Stoltz cut yeah can we compare his current net worth against Michael J. Fox and see <laughs> 
<laughs> How's that going, guy that's a B character in Pulp Fiction? I assume that he didn't turn down the role. No, he got fired. He got fired? <laughs> they had already shot half the movie, and then they fired him. Oh my god. Why did they fire him? He was a method actor, and he didn't have any comedic timing, and Michael J. Fox is just infinitely better. Now why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? He was a method actor, so he went back in time and then forward in time. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Knowing that next time you watch Back to the Future, notice how robotic everybody is in the 50s part. And it's because they've already done all of this before. And they called them all back and they had to shoot the same movie completely again. Wait, so they filmed the movies out of order? Or, I'm sorry, I'm I'm misremembering what order the fucking Back to the Future movies are in. They went one, two, three. <laughs> but you were thinking about the timeline, probably. Yeah, I was thinking that the 50s was in two. Well, it is in two. And then, and then the first one was the cowboy one. No, the third one was the yeah. cowboy one. <laughs> it technically is the first one. I got it all tipsy-turvy. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just so fucking horny. It should be called Side Boob the Movie. It is pretty racy. I don't know if it was intended for, like, syndicate or whatever. Maybe it was just intended for Australian audiences, but... No, definitely American audiences. They use American accents and everything. That's true. Yeah. Pretty convincingly. I mean, I'm not the best at, at detecting it, but I didn't notice that they sounded Australian faking an American accent, despite them not being good actors in general. I thought they were pretty good at that. This is a heavily Australian production. It was shot at Village Roadshow Studios in Oxford, Queensland, Australia. The soundtrack is all Australian bands. A lot of the actors at some point appeared in Home Away, which is an Australian soap that's been in production since 1988. So I think every actor in Australia at some point was on that soap opera. Really? It's still in production today. And Diana, the older sister, is known as an Australian model, but she's actually from Papua New Guinea, which is really close to Australia. That's crazy. Papua New Guinea. But it's produced by Paramount, which makes me think... You're watching UPN, of course. That's what I was thinking. It gave me bad UPN vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, this would have been like Right at the end of the UPN timeline, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. No, WB became UPN, right? It's Deb on the Frog on the WB's new Tuesday. Lorelai's Valentine is her ex. They merged, I think. I think they were bought. One of them bought the other one. To the CW. Right. We are here today to announce the creation of a brand new broadcast network. One that brings together the assets and resources of two great media entities, CBS Corporation and Time Warner. Yes, UPN became the CW in 2006, apparently. And they decided to not carry over Homeboys in Outer Space. Homeboys in Outer Space. Kind of surprising. They got robbed. (laughs) Don't they do like the Supergirl and Batwoman and... They do now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they do Vampire Diaries and Riverdale. So this is right up their alley. Well, this was released on PAX TV, though, in the end. You're watching PAX TV. God bless America. Oh, I didn't know that. Did it ever air? November 15th, 2003. Wow, okay. I did not find that. But with, was PAX what the family channel became? Sounds oh, you, right. I think you might be right. 
And the thing is, it's there is a quote unquote family friendly vibe to this. Yes. In a sort of production level sense, at least. <laughs> but it's very horny for that at the same time. I think you should read the IMDb review. Yeah. Read the one from Purple Duck 2, Chris. All right. <laughs> I am an elderly man who still <laughs> likes cute romantic movies. Any comment that starts with, I am an elderly man. Yeah. I'm listening. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. My only complaint with Mermaids 2003 is that it has not come out on DVD yet so that I can purchase a copy for my nine-year-old G.R. Dow granddaughter, who also likes mermaid movies. I would approve and promote this movie to any parent. It is perfect for family viewing and entertainment. And I agree with a previous comment that it is too bad that this movie never made it to a series production, which only proves a lot of garbage, that's all caps, is acceptable over good family themes. Okie, <laughs> that's my soapbox of the day, except that I would truly enjoy a sequel, three exclamation points, for anyone looking for good, clean, and very enjoyable entertainment to watch with their children, this is it. This is it. Did we watch the same movie as this person? Oh. I wonder why he liked it so much. What do you think? He's lonely. Because it was cute <laughs> and romantic. <laughs> it had nothing to do with it being borderline softcore porn. It definitely has a script straight out of a softcore porn studio's fucking trash can. Speaking of the script, yeah. this movie was written by... The two writers, Rebecca Swanson and Brent B. Friedman, who are responsible for Food Fight. One of the worst movies ever. Are you guys familiar with Food Fight? No. I am. I, I became familiar with it, but I, I still have to watch it. How lucky for you. There's at least 20 reviews on YouTube of it. I would refer you to one of those rather than actually watching it, even though... As of this recording, it's available for free on YouTube. It's a animated a CGI movie that was in production for more than 10 years and eventually had to be released by the insurance company. It has a similar story to the CGI film Delgo, if anyone is familiar with that. No. no. Oh boy. The animation looks like some type of video game engine or something and just plugged in some of these characters. Yeah, the models look like they're straight out of the program poser apparently their hard drive got stolen sure all their stuff got stolen sure it did and then there was problems with the director where like he wanted to use motion capture and they wanted to use like more looney tunes animation style or something like that and so it ended up just being very confusing we tried to watch it we made about five minutes in. oh i hated it i hated it yeah i mean this show was hard to watch i can't believe these guys got a job again <laughs> a lot of them didn't uh yeah uh, well, the writers did. They made the food fight. It's insane. They were probably well paid, too, because that budget on that movie was like... $65 million. Well, you know what? Now I have a new respect for them because they just hustled the system and produced a terrible movie. Gotta get that bag. I mean, they probably sold that movie long before Mermaids, even though it didn't come out until 2012. So they got the Mermaids deal coasting off of the, the buzz. Well, I hope they're in hell now, both of them. <laughs> they are. <laughs> a couple different versions of it up did we all watch the same one we watched the the first one that came up which is maybe the best quality it's the full movie version okay just this full movie yeah not the one with spanish subtitles or the other one with, with spanish subtitles <laughs> 
it was uploaded 2018, the one I watched anyway, and it has 2.5 million views. This is the most watched thing we've ever watched on this show by far. Pretty insane considering how good a couple of the things that we've covered are. I guarantee it's a different country that's causing these numbers. It's a global, beautiful audience of people that <laughs> love and underwater love at that. Bring me underwater love. So what's, what's really interesting though is there's one version that's been up since 2015 it might be longer than that but it was back i guess when you had to upload stuff in 10 minute chunks so it's in eight parts which means that we can actually gauge audience drop off that's right because somebody might click on it but not actually watch the whole thing but this is how many people actually made it all the way through and it's nominal the first video has 9562 views and the last one has 8839 views so that's less than a thousand it's unreal i didn't make it all the way through on our first watch i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah you had to keep coming back yeah it was bad it's quite bad as far as the things that we've done for this show this is the most generic nothing show it's not like offensively yeah. bad but it's like nothing it's like background noise it's just bland. Yeah, it's bland. It's nothing in my mind. Okay, so this is a pilot and they're always, I don't know, I'm, I have a reputation for being a little hard on pilots in my past appearances. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why Christopher Carrera can never fly Southwest Airlines again. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, apparently that individual approached the aircraft from the outside and tried to gain entrance to the aircraft. Uh, they've apparently apprehended this individual right now. We see him being taken into custody. You can lower your expectations a bit. But even with that in mind, I thought, what actual TV show is as bad as this, as far as just acting quality, story quality, production value, f amount of filler. And the only thing I could think of was Baywatch. Oh, buddy. That's like mean to Baywatch, though. Yeah. I don't know when the last time you watched Baywatch is, but it is comparable. I just watched and reviewed for our friend Rob Schulte, who was on our last episode. Hortensia. For Rob and Bill's Excellent Adventure, the pilot episode for Baywatch Nights. And I've probably watched oh. five episodes of it. It's pretty good. Does David Hasselhoff play the same character? Yes. You see, in Baywatch Nights, he's decided to take up being a private eye at night while still being a lifeguard during the day. He's a cop. It's a murder case now. She's a detective. I'm his partner, Ryan McBride. And he's... I'm a lifeguard. Oh, really? Together, they're a team turning up the heat. But I'm keeping my day job. When does he sleep? Nobody knows. I started pulling on this thread of Baywatch a little bit because the similarities and the poor quality were, were too much. So I just Googled Baywatch mermaid. And there actually was an episode of Baywatch that had a mermaid in it. Interesting. <laughs> One of the guys was diving underwater and he saw a mermaid while he was under there. I saw something. What did you see? I don't know. And when he came back up, some of the people believed him and some of the people didn't. A mermaid. There's no such thing as a mermaid, Cody. I know, I know. So Pamela Anderson's character, CJ, is a pure spirit. And she <laughs> said... I believe in mermaids. Yeah, right, in folklore, in legends of the sea. No, in real life, in the ocean. CJ, half fish, half woman, please. Cody, you saw a mermaid. 
So I just watched the, this actually too. It's season seven, episode 17, I believe. It's called Rendezvous. It is 42 minutes long and it is about 20 minutes of filler. Hey, hold on. This is an episode of Baywatch with a mermaid in it and they call it Rendezvous? Yes. Why don't they call it Mermaid or the one with the mermaid? The, the, mer- the mermaid was a subplot. The main plot of the show was actually about two teenagers one from a rich family and one from a poor family whose parents didn't want them to be get together. I won't let you become one of those girls who gets pregnant at 15 and gets married at 16 if the boy doesn't run away and leave you alone to raise the baby by yourself. So they snuck off and tried to kill themselves so they could be together in the afterlife. So they were trying to have that rendezvous. Oh. This is the only way for us to be together. So the whole reason why I <laughs> was exposed to Baywatch more recently was... We stayed in an Airbnb and on the Airbnb listing, they were like, oh, we have cable. And I was like, oh, cool thing to brag about. Insane to brag about. (laughs) But, But also it wasn't really cable. It was this thing that comes with Samsung smart TVs that is a rebranded version of Pluto. Oh God. So there's a Baywatch channel. (laughs) Oh wow. Only plays episodes of Baywatch. This isn't cable. So it's like they took every single mermaid idea ever and crammed them in. Fairy tales and from legends and from the movie Splash. It borrows heavily from Splash. Yeah, it does. And luckily the Wikipedia page for this was really helpful in figuring out where they got all of this. So I thought I would just read from Wikipedia, The God's Honest Truth. I tried to figure out if there was one user who had written most of this, but it seems to have just sort of evolved. Really? Yeah. There's multiple experts on mermaids. The people that just stopped by and yeah. had seen mermaids and added their little bit of wisdom to Wikipedia. It's almost as if this is how it was meant to be. You don't get into mermaids as a subject matter, <laughs> regardless of the movie, in an online way, in a casual manner. It's like people who are into Sonic the Hedgehog online. That's true. You know what? You you are actually, you are not wrong. And I will read a couple of the reviews that I found on Letterboxd of this. Oh, yeah. I gotta hear like, that. The ones on IMDb are insane enough. But Jesus Christ. The, the, it has a 3.5 rating on Letterboxd. Out of five. Oh. Out of five. That's not right. That's like three more stars than it should have. Yeah, that's accounting for my half star. So I'm not surprised that in this Wikipedia entry, these editors were already familiar with all of these different myths and legends, mm-hmm. these very specific yeah. ones, because they're, they're mermaid experts. They're in deep water. Yeah, these people are nerds. They're also experts on gnomes, fairies, birds that talk and fish that sing, bedwetting. I have never heard of anyone being able to wish on a mermaid. As a small girl, we've all wanted to be mermaids at some point. This is part of from the Wikipedia. The subplot involving Earl and his mermaid wife, Betty, seems to be derived from the story of the mermaid of Galeras, also known as the Enchanted Cap, a famous Irish tale in which a man named Dick Fitzgerald finds a mermaid's red cap and marries the green-haired mermaid it belongs to. This film seems to substitute the cat for the seashell Diana finds in the lamp. This also seems to be where the idea of taking the item of power slash birthright from the mermaid as it is a major part of the Irish story. Her pin is a trident and her birthright as well. That was pretty cool. (laughs) 
didn't never really explain it. They're just like, you get a thing at birth that represents yeah. your magic or something. They're like Power Rangers. They each have their, their weapon. Yeah. Mastodon. Tyrannosaurus. Triceratops. Degasaurus. Megazord. The people gain legs when dry and oh yeah tail when they're wet that idea is from splash joe and i watched this again yeah. and then we watched splash i watched and... splash first in preparation and then i watched this thing i believe <laughs> had to be a bit of a disappointment <laughs> the one difference on the tail legs thing was that in splash it's it's just binary if, if the mermaid is wet, has a tail, if it's dry, legs. But in this, it, even if they're dry, if it's low tide out in the ocean, the tail comes back. Every night at low tide, we lose our legs. They come back in the morning when the tide rises. That's like a separate rule. That is so confusing. Yes. They have to be wet at night. Yes. Why low tide? You would think it would be high tide. <laughs> I've never lived near the ocean. Does, does the high tide or low tide happen? At oh, night? no, low tide because the water, the sand is still moist. And that's why they're tailed. Okay. So, and they have to be back in the water at night, right? Did they get it mixed up? Yes. Is that the problem? It just doesn't make sense. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never a miscommunication. You can't explain that. I don't think low tide is necessarily specific just tonight. I think it cycles two different times during the day. Is it not like later evening and then high tide is early morning? No. It just depends. They're playing by, by Australian rules. That's right. We are playing by Australian rules. Moon moves differently in Australia. I once had to cross an estuary in New Zealand, and low tide was also kind of like at 10 a.m. Listeners, if you know when low tide and high tide <laughs> happen... <laughs> Hit us up at hashtag, what tide is it anyway? <laughs> we actually have a real email address, podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. We also have a real Twitter account now, at pilotingerror. The last legend, it's not mermaids, but they're called Seasages or something. C-E-A-S-G's. Seas. Cheese? Uh, they live in rivers and streams. Huh. Christ, is this an Irish thing? Yeah, yeah. And if you catch one of them, they will grant you three wishes. I can't stand it. I don't abide by Don't it. hold this against the Irish. You can hold anything against the Irish Americans, but leave <laughs> the Irish out of it. <laughs> Oh, I like to read Dylan Thomas, and I talk to mermaids, and I wish them lots of pots of gold for me, laddie. Aye, twas a fine lass. And she took me around the old stone for a romping. I'm sorry to the Irish fans of the show. I apologize. Can we get through one podcast without breaking into slurs? Everyone is a little bit Irish, except, of course, for the gays and the Italians. We don't have any Irish <laughs> I I am of partial Irish heritage, and I take offense. I will have to go listen to Flogging Molly and cry. <laughs> I'm going to go see a Dropkick Murphy show. Wow. I'm going to eat a corned beef sandwich on the way. Pint of corned beef. <laughs> a corned beef Murphy, as it's called. This is YouTube commenter Nightmare Mangle. <laughs> Great name. And I'm gonna. Oh, I'm reading this, but there are some grammatical errors. I'm going to read it exactly as it's done. Oh. Yes, please, please. I love your movies. It is so so cool. You now what I always wanted to be. A real life mermaid, mermaid emoji, in my whole 
H-O-L-E, life. Oh, and I like watching real-life mermaid movie, because it makes me happy, smiley face, and make me want to be a mermaid so, so much of it is me. I now, you don't now, buy, and my name is successful, exclamation point, upside down emoji, smiley face. I mean, I feel like that sums it up. I'm, I'm moved. That's either a child or somebody from Bangladesh who really likes mermaids. It's the person who answered the question, how is Babby formed? <laughs> <laughs> So this is clearly somebody's second watch from Tech Brat, and uh, they liked the movie on Letterboxd. I stand by my argument that with the multiple plot threads and ways it could be stretched out, this would have worked as a TV series. Rewatched, Babby. I double <laughs> stand by like that ending was a clear season two setup. Three mermaid emojis. Wow. Yeah, clearly a setup. The kids are not all right. <laughs> they figured it out. These producers think they're so fucking clever. To apologize to all the people who search for podcasts about mermaids and, and find this glorious episode. To you, I would say, I don't understand you. <laughs> And and my mockery comes from my lack of understanding, but I, I want to understand. So I, I'm approaching the material with an open heart. You want to know why the people like this? Yeah, I yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I recognize this is not for me, and it may be for someone else, <laughs> and I just don't know. I guess I shouldn't be too mean about it. Because there's a lot of bad stuff I like, like uh, Frank Zappa's music. Do you know what you are? Into this review. So, the top. Yeah. we get the beginning with the wiggly font that makes it really hard to read. I was afraid that I had picked a version with motion stabilization on, like the cow's pilot we watched. All right, first thing that happens is we meet Malik, who is a wacky, maniacal fisherman. He's played by Sean Taylor, and this is his only role ever. Really? Because he's like a uh, fake Sam Neill. <laughs> we also meet his lackey, Carlo, played by Jason Chong, mostly a TV actor. Carlo is in the water scuba diving, and he comes up and he says, There's a whole lot of fish down there. Yeah, it's underwater, man. Yeah, they're fishing the ocean. That's where they live, fucking idiot. Malik is messing around with some bottles full of orange or red fluid, and he's he calls them sweeteners. What's with all the diet soda? Three. You don't need three. I hope you didn't drink all this stuff, all those artificial sweeteners. I was baffled by this. Are they chum? No, they're like explosive. Oh. I found an FBI <laughs> report about people using artificial sweeteners for explosives. Is this a scientific way of saying Mentos and Diet Coke? <laughs> the FBI Bomb Data Center Investigators Bulletin. Erythritol, tetranitrate, and nitrated sugar substitute new explosive threats? No, I mean it, Malik. I packed them full. One will do the job. 
These sweeteners are pure poison, killing the unborn, raining down tumors and seizures on the population. They took the car to Lager. Okay, man, choose both. The bottles look like Fanta bottles, though, a, a little bit. So there's, he's tossing them in the water. They're exploding. Fish are flying everywhere, and some of them land in their boat. A lot of them don't. But this is an effective way of fishing oh. for these guys. <laughs> yes. Such an idiotic... God damn it. They scoop up the fish. It's really fucking stupid. Mally gives this crazy speech. These sweeteners are pure poison. Killing the unborn, raining down tumors and seizures on the population. Yeah, so let's use them to blow up some fucking fish. Blow up some fucking fish. And then he yells, I love fishing! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Me too, pal. Me too. At this point, we start getting some in-water POV shots of the boat, indicating there is someone in the water. No way. It can't be. Is that a... Come on! Malik and Carlos start pulling what turns out to be the dead body of a merman. So we just barely get a shot of, like, just a blink and you miss it. He's getting away. Take the wheel. But they, like, see him in the water and immediately he goes and gets his gun. Yeah, right away. What are you doing? Just stay close. I was very confused by this because they're like pulling on the corpse and I thought that they got the body in the boat, but I think that they, no, they don't. I think they just see the boat, the corpse, right? The other mermaids start zapping them with the trident and the boat starts shaking and then they're like, oh man, we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but they, they still thought it was a fish, some type of big fish and he yeah. ran to get his gun, which is like an automatic rifle, like, like. Yeah, like some type of machine gun. No, that's an SKS. <laughs> so then we get our first tail transition. The show uses a mermaid tail swipe to transition between the sh between the scenes. Awful. It's really, really obnoxious. So our first two mermaids we meet are working on land. They are pretending to be humans, but you would have to be stupid to not realize these are mermaids. We meet Venus, who is working at a bar with bizarre music as in a quote-unquote aquatic dancer. So she's dressed as a mermaid and swims around in a tank while men leer at her, including the owner of the restaurant, her. Two Jack and Cups, one Diet Jack, one Jack on the Rocks, one Jack straight up, and all the sex jokes, please. Did you get that, Earl? Earl? Maybe you got a bad time. She's wearing a tail, like it's like a costume. And there are sailors sitting around in the in the bar in their in their dress whites. Yes. <laughs> like leering and like kind of cheering and it, the premise is almost that it's it's kind of a strip club but there's no tipping no actual no. nudity <laughs> or nudity. No nudity she doesn't even have the extremely provocative chest covering that they have when they're mermaids which is just like borderline it's basically just painted titties right sparkly yeah, yeah. Like some type of sparkly thing we can show you everything but we cannot show you but anything. she's wearing Bells. seashells yeah. yeah she's wearing like a classic like mermaid seashells do you guys know that there is a bar like this in great falls montana that's what i wanted to know really yeah. is this a thing it, it's totally a thing. i mean i don't know if it's a lot of places i definitely know that the one in great falls is the oldest operating one 
and they still do yeah they still do it yeah i've I'm- seen that before where they they just kind of go down and swim around and then go back up it's not like they're in there doing a show like it's just kind of like uh if you're if you're looking in the right direction you might see a mermaid (laughs) Uh, at least that's the idea that i got we get a scene after this in the back room where betty earl's wife is confronting venus over making eye contact with the patrons venus how many times do i need to remind you to avoid making eye contact with the guys in the bar god betty was just earl especially earl i think we both know the man is easily distracted you don't want your husband distracted. Maybe you could have him stop drooling over the help. And she accuses her of being a gold digger. I think it's time we drop the charade. I know what you are. What am I? A gold digger. <laughs> and this is when Venus reveals that she does not even want this job. Betty, I don't want your husband or his money. I don't even want this damn job. You see, that's what I don't get. Why are you working here? You wouldn't understand. Excuse me, I'm on break. So, and she keeps telling people that. Like, she's like, I'm working here, but I don't want to work here. So she's being trafficked, uh, basically. Spoiler alert, but yes. She's wearing a tail. Like, it's like a costume. But when she gets wet, her tail comes out. So her tail is inside of her costume tail. Right. I just wanted to make that because make sure we were clear on that. What if the tail is watertight so that her legs actually never get wet when she's in the tank and their actual legs under the costume? Yeah, just her legs have to get wet for this transformation. It would depend on the lore. I don't know. I'm just throwing theories out there. I'm 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 just asking questions. Yeah, we need to check the fandom wiki. There is so many plot holes in this. <laughs> There's so many plot holes. Yeah. There's a ton of plot holes. Then we meet June. She's the youngest of the mermaids. She's working at like SeaWorld or like an aquarium or something. SeaWorld. She ain't never watched Blackfish before. All whales in captivity are all psychologically traumatized. It's not just telecom. If you were in a bathtub for 25 years, don't you think you'd get a little psychotic? And she's helping a guy administer a shot to a seal. Can we get this done, please, June? You target him? While I go in for the jab. She's talking about how the seal is horny. Mm-hmm. And how sad it is that he can't fuck. <laughs> oh, look at him. Poor thing. It's mating season and he's all alone. Yeah, it's got me all choked up. I'm serious, Daryl. A bull like that would have a harem of 50 females out in the wild. I think mating season for her, she's part fish. She probably wants to, you know. Every fucking show that we do that has, like, some animal that's not a dog or cat, it's always mating season. <sighs> Every time. Yeah, she's telling the seal how horny she is. It's okay, buddy. I know how you feel. Well, exactly how you feel. (laughs) I don't need 50 guys. I just settle for one. She wants that seal to take her. Can a seal mate with a mermaid? I'm pretty sure. I mean, not as a procreative act. Yes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The, the, The offspring would be infertile. It's like a mule. It would it would be tails on both ends. <laughs> it doesn't work. It would just swim in a circle. God. I mean, I just don't know her obsession with anything, honestly. Terrible thing. The thing is, for someone trying to hide being a mermaid, working at a place like this, true. so close to water, is a very dicey 
proposition if she falls in or can't get in the water in front of her coworkers. It's it doesn't seem like a very convenient job to hide being a mermaiden. It seems like that would come up during the job interview. <laughs> Can you swim? Can you get in the water? No. No, I cannot be in any body of water. Can't even have it splashed on. Can't you. even get wet. Oh, she's wearing shorts. Yes. Yeah. She's wearing shorts and she steps into a bucket of fucking fish. Yeah. He should be wearing a rain slicker like Curious George's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Curious George's dad does not wear a rain slicker. <laughs> It's not his dad. It's the man with the yellow hat. He's a pimp. That's why he dresses like a banana. <laughs> curious George, curious little monkey. Why is he curious? Let's go and see. But the seal, the seal won't let the other guy give it a shot. I know, buddy. I hate shots too. So he leaves to go get a tranquilizer, and while he's gone, June expertly administers the shot. How'd you do that? I just told him what was coming. (laughs) This is overseen by Randy, which I mean, what a perfect thing. God. And one of the worst wardrobe decisions I've ever seen is they have his fucking shirt unbuttoned almost to his navel. It's like two buttons undone too many for being a, is he supposed to be a security guard? Is he supposed to be a coast guard? Is he supposed to be a cop? He looks like shit. Is he? Yeah, he looks like a Russian security guard. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's offensive to uh, the coast guard. It's offensive to sea patrol. Most importantly, it's offensive to guys named Randy. What do you want to do, huh? What do you want to do? Randy, don't. You better shut up, asshole! I'm standing right here. How do you want to handle it? I told you to shut up! <laughs> so June acts like an idiot anytime he's around, and that's why she steps in the pail of fish. How you doing, Randy? <laughs> Did you want a hand with that? Uh, no, thanks. Um, so are you going to the uh, opening in the new aquarium tonight? Yeah, Cynthia invited me. Cynthia, of course. I was just looking for her. Have Randy. you seen? Hey, honey. <laughs> a fair amount of this show is about this love triangle between June, Randy, and Cynthia. And we are told Randy and Cynthia are, quote-unquote, practically engaged. I thought the first time I saw that they were engaged, but they're just practically engaged. They're practically engaged. But we never really spend any time with Cynthia, and she's the only brunette in the whole show. I'm 99% certain Cynthia would turn out to be the sea witch in disguise, just like in The Little Mermaid. Not that I blame you. He is quite a catch, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, she's, uh, you know, the daughter of a corporate overlord, right? Yeah. Oh. Her her dad is like the rich guy who's sponsoring the event. Also, it's, it's very funny for Randy to go from looking like absolute garbage to like, hey, I'm wearing a tuxedo and I look sharp as hell. Yes. <laughs> he looks like he's like 38 yeah. and he should be a young man. He looks like shit and also he's clearly doing a fake accent i don't know who the actor is but i guarantee you he's probably australian as well i'm sure they're all australian hey junie hi <laughs> there is a fabulous new visitor on the pier okay let's go maybe i'll see you tonight at the opening okay yeah yeah so we leave the aquarium and go to meet the third mermaid Although we kind of met her earlier because she was the one attacking Malik's boat, who, by the way, I forgot to mention, his boat is called A Salt Weapon. Oh, yeah. Great boat name. Okay. Great boat name. 
She was attacking his boat with a golden trident. And the scene that happens next is pretty much exactly what happens at the beginning of Terminator. This is like an exact ripoff of Species, right? She comes on shore and she's completely naked and she seems a little unsure of herself and, and distant. And we see these guys getting into a pickup truck and they look up and she is standing in the middle of the road. That is a sign from God. Hey, where are your clothes? Don't blow it, dude. I'm looking for a mermaid. I was told she works around here. Do you mean the mermaid at the breaker? It's a bar just up the road. We could give you a ride. And so one dude gets out and she climbs in the middle of the pickup truck. And she's completely naked. And then both guys get back in the truck. They put their arms around her and she starts punching the shit out of them. That's assault, brother. I don't know about what she is wearing and what she's not wearing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if she's not wearing anything. My body, my... God it's damn not it. the thing to do. We're all feminists here, guys. Clothes are a choice. Yeah. And that doesn't mean just because they're not wearing clothes that their body is available to you. Yeah. And don't touch their boobs no, either unless ever. they ask you to. Yeah. You don't just get to jiggle what you want to jiggle just because they sat in your pickup truck between you and your redneck friend. It's Australia, so I guess they'd be bogans. Yeah, bogans. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, is that what an Australian yeah. redneck's called? <laughs> more, more or less. Well, she kicks their asses, takes their clothes, and steals their truck, and then immediately drives it straight into, like, a tree. She's a mermaid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. You want to drive? So they're showing that her it's her first time out of the water basically these other people who they've hinted at are mermaids seem more established but she's venturing out for her first time she's like a sea first kind of person then instead of earth first absolutely <laughs> all about that sea <laughs> when the mermaid and splash carol hannah oh i can't yeah but i can't pronounce her mermaid name i'll put a clip of it right here my name is Her name is Madison. Right. Her Earth name is They go through a process of her learning English by watching TV, but this mermaid can speak perfect English and when she talks to the guys in the truck just for no reason or just because mermaids speak English. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they brush that over. Yeah. In this show, people are humans that went to the sea and evolved into merpeople. After the English language was established. Yeah, yeah. About 500 years ago in its current form. Yeah, and it tracks. We're coming into a scene that also was like, I don't understand the logic <laughs> behind this. So, okay. She manages to find the ball, goes in and orders seawater. Seawater, please. <laughs> this ain't no health and beauty bar. To me, the most distracting thing in this scene was the cash register. Yeah. <laughs> There's just this generic cash register sound that happens like five times. <laughs> incredibly distracting. I'll have what she's having. Throw back a couple of these. I might look good to you. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I don't know how she knows to ask 
for what she the other person's drinking like i'll have what she's having but doesn't understand that humans don't drink salt water yeah she clearly knows nothing of our culture but also they live in salt water so yeah why are they drinking it you're drinking what you breathe i don't i don't know it's very confusing well this is when venus shows up because she's apparently also living at this bar. And they go back into her room and Diana criticizes what she's doing. Do you say you work in a tank? Like they used to imprison fish. It's not so much a tank as it is an aquatic showcase. I can't believe you swim in front of mortals. It goes against every tradition. Diana, chill. It's not like I show him any tail. Not my real one anyway. We also learn that, that Venus is doing the fertility dance in the tank. What are you doing it? Get my groove on. Is that the fertility dance? Yeah, and you should see some of the men it attracts. Not like those wetnecks we get down there with barnacles and algae growing God knows where. So that's why all the men can't resist looking at her. It's not their fault. Sure, the fertility dance. (laughs) (laughs) Which, on land, we call the Dougie. Everybody love me. Everybody love me. Venus's power is like controlling men with their mind by telling him that she's not wearing underwear or something. And Diana has the power of like kicking ass and June is just, I don't know what her deal is. She's the young one. The power of heart. Yeah, you can't be multiple things. Yeah, you have one thing. Yeah, there's not a lot of dimension to these characters. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when we learn that Venus, she hasn't been there that long. She's been dancing in this bar for three weeks. She's been gone for three weeks. And... Finally, we find out why Diana is there. It's father. Oh, let me guess. Daddy wants me to spend more time hunting with him, right? Like the great Diana. Well, we all can't be as perfect as... He's dead, Venus. They both start crying. No. It can't be. This male transition. <laughs> and we're at the fancy aquarium opening. And June is there, and she's really upset because she's watching Cynthia and Randy dancing. And I think she's talking to some guy. I forgot to write down his name. He kind of pops up every once in a while on the show, and he's really short. And his name is Knee-High P. Whatever, butchies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? This is also 2003, the exact same year as Knee-High P.I. I wish it was a crossover. That was a black hole of American culture and Australian culture, apparently. <laughs> the, the zeitgeist was all over the place. People were were still reeling from the myth that was Y2K. <laughs> the 9-11 happens and the global war on yeah. terror. Black is up, white is down. Two years later, everybody's holding their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's the truth, though. Even people who don't have dicks. Everybody's just holding dicks. <laughs> Making bad dick jokes. (laughs) It's true. I mean, this is a whole decade full of really raunchy humor. Randy shows up, and they're talking about Fiji and diving, and Randy reveals... Never been able to interest Cynthia in diving. Yeah, I suppose she'd have to get her hair wet. (laughs) Which furthers my theory that Cynthia, she turns back into the sea witch, and so she would never, ever go near water. Then June falls into the aquarium. Ah! Aren't aquariums generally like really well balanced environments for fragile sea life? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I don't think people could just jump in. She's not a people. I mean, she's perfect. She's an employee. Doesn't somebody else fall in? And he definitely shouldn't be falling into that. With his full tuxedo on? Yeah, what did he step in? What kind of, like, crap was on his feet? Bringing it into the aquarium. What kind of sweeteners did he have on him? Killing the unborn, bringing down tumors and seizures on the population. (laughs) (laughs) So she's in the water, and of course she turns back into a mermaid, and we actually see her legs turn into a fish tank, which is terrible. Like, it's terrible CGI. Awful. That's one thing that Splash had that this movie didn't have. It had practical effects, but the tail actually looked good. Tail looked so good in in Splash. It looked very poor in the Baywatch episode that I watched, which came out a lot later than Splash. But I'd imagine Splash had a better budget. Splash was the best, and I think that was like the early 80s. And then the Baywatch one, where it was not as good as Splash, and then this one, which is way worse. No, this is actually better than the Baywatch one, actually. The, The Baywatch one was purple and like sparkly and just looked like it came from a costume store and it actually like had wrinkles in it (laughs) when the woman swam in it and stuff it just looked like fabric very bad i think it's a bounce back it's a recovery it it started high it went low in baywatch and in this which came after but still hadn't reached the heights of the 80s but we're experiencing a bell curve of mermaid tail believability. We're on the rise. You know, give it time. <laughs> Fucking up. We on the come up. There's a kid watching in the viewing area for the tank below, and his shitty mom drags him away. Charles, Charles, check out the mermaid. Charles Menlo Scott, stop wandering away. I'm watching the mermaid. Let the kid wander around in the fucking aquarium. Jesus Christ. It's like you brought him to this boring thing. At least let him look around. <laughs> he might learn something. <laughs> Stop wandering off. Come back to the boring part where they're giving speeches. You make it all cinematic when he's walking around. It's like, oh, look at the blue hue of the aquarium. The wonder. Yeah, how dare your kid just quietly look at fish in an aquarium and not bother anybody that's the kind of moment that enriches a lifetime you remember as a kid seeing the fish in the aquarium when i was eight years old and it caused me to devote my life to marine biology yeah good for you man (laughs) here take my hand no what do you mean no Uh, i think i'll go for a swim that is quite nice. Damn it, June. I'm jumping in right now. So instead of letting Randy pull her out, she just swims deeper and hides. And when we see her swimming, her dress has disappeared. And it is as close to fully topless as you can probably get away with on UHF in 2003. Good lord. Yeah. On UHF. <laughs> <laughs> This would have been like a like a CW or a UPN show, so it would have been a UHF channel in 2003. Yeah, I, I, I guess they were still broadcast. When did they stop broadcasting over UHF? 12, I think, is when they shut off the... When they just switched to digital completely? Yeah. Those <laughs> bastards. Someday I'll get on a rant about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got it all on UHF! So up top, Cindy shows up and asks Randy what he's doing. What are you doing out here? Uh, I was... Uh, this somehow makes him lose his balance and he falls into the water too. There, I can't take him anywhere. Attracting the attention of the entire party. It's because he was horny and kept him <laughs> lopsided. So now we go to June's sweet houseboat. Yeah, this thing is fucking insane. It is really sweet. It's so cool. 
It's like the shape of a fish. It looks like a camper. Like the Nautilus. <laughs> the back opens up and there's like a little porch back there. It's so cool. Yeah, I would kill to live in that. Would you kill a mermaid? Of course I would. With a gun, I would put it to their human head and I would pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. That's not killing a person. That's killing a mermaid. They're not human. They're an affront to God. And then she also mentions... It's a uh, glass bottom boat. <laughs> Figure if I ever lose my job, I can tap in the local tourist dollar. I did a little bit of searching around. I could not figure out if this is a real or a fake boat. It, it might be some sort of custom tourist glass bottom boat, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's in Australia. So. She said that, but they never showed a glass bottom. No, they didn't. They showed an opening bottom. Yeah, I think she removed it. The glass bottom and put her bed there, and then she like lifts it up, and that's how she gets into the water. Okay. Oh, it was just popular in Australia, y'all. That's why we don't understand it i thought it was some type of little like diving tank like that it actually this is a thing in boats for people who go diving but i don't know about boats i only know about things like that from gi joe and they basically completely made up technology all the time <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride at disney world back in the day this is what the thing looked like the thing you rode in Okay. That shit was fucking awesome. And they closed it down. I, and I don't know why. Did someone die? Who knows? I know they changed it to Little Nemo. Oh, they didn't change it to Little Nemo. No one owns Little Nemo. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, they changed it to Finding Nemo. That's still there. Really? Oh, they're like, oh, they don't understand Jacques Cousteau or whatever. The <laughs> Nemo. They get that. They understand that. Another handy feature to this boat is it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Of course, it's a TARDIS. It's about the size of a good studio apartment in there, like a good 400 square feet of open floor space. It's fucking huge. There's so many like moments where they're like sitting on the steps inside. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is like a cavernous fucking room. What is happening? It's almost like it's on a stage or something. Yeah, almost. <laughs> but, I guess, but it's not, I guess. I guess they actually filmed it on this boat. I don't know. No, there's no way. <laughs> Granny, what are you doing here? Making sure you're alive. The last time I saw you, you were drowning in a tank. <laughs> well, I was about to become the featured attraction. I had to make a quick getaway. Randy comes by because he's concerned about her when she disappeared at the aquarium. Uh, and then her sister shows up while she's talking to Randy, and she has to blow him off. Huh? Oh, okay. Well, uh... Glad to see you're safe. <laughs> I remember this part. We want something different. Were you on www.xhamster.com? I'm going to look up more mermaid porn when we get off of this. So. It's out there. Oh, I know. She goes inside and gets nude and they swim off. And then the three sisters, the three mermaids, they're sitting on a rock and they're talking about what to do about their dead dad. What are we gonna do about our dead dad? <laughs> okay, thanks for letting me know. Thanks. That's all you June, got. we were kind of hoping you could help us out here. Help you? See, she doesn't have it in her. Well, hold on, Diana, have what? The need for revenge. I prefer the word justice. He was your father. He was the father who disowned you. Okay, me. deep breaths, everyone. Deep cleansing breaths. I felt like this was like a this was a realistic situation where a family is estranged and they have to come back together when a family member dies and it's really awkward. And they're all topless. 
this is the kind of stuff that the people that like these kind of shows are here for realistic situations with magical creatures am i right is that is that is this the thing yeah 100 yeah they want to know that they like that mermaids also have the same problems as as mortals i stay up at night honestly thinking about it a lot what would a mermaid do <laughs> what a what would I do if I were a mermaid? If I were free? Exactly the same thing. But <laughs> I would have a tail and be able to go underwater. <laughs> the so we also find out that June's been on land for three years. Way longer than uh, Venus. And she's been, I guess, been working at that aquarium this whole time. Where she's fallen deeply in love with the security guard. Randy. And quite a juggling act that on a daily basis, her tail comes back at 8 p.m. She has to be away from any anyone being able to see her and be near water. She can go in her houseboat, and lift up her bed, fly into the water. On a daily basis for three years. <laughs> Every day. Wait, so like past eight o'clock regardless like yeah. it becomes that's when they say that's what they imply on the show that low tide happens okay we don't have much time low tides in 11 minutes what happens at low tide goodbye legs hello tail every night at low tide we lose our legs they come back in the morning when the tide rises yeah that's what that's actually what we learn right at this point diana who was there by the way tells them he killed their father fisherman how else this one used bombs and a gun. Yeah, by blowing up a bunch of fish. <laughs> and they go to Malik's warehouse, and Venus uses her horny mind control powers to get them past the gulf. Good evening, Officer Cutie. Can you tell me which warehouse belongs to Malik? We're uh, closed for the night. I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> you're a. Uh, you're a. Uh... I. Constricting. Which warehouse did you say that was? Number number twelve. Just <laughs> you know, slides past them. <laughs> Just like John Candy does in Splash. Hey, Roaring! You're Corin Turf and uh, in Tom's penis. The only funny part of that movie. <gasps> or like that kid does in the aquarium when she falls in. I'm watching the mermaid. And that child would eventually be played by John Candy. <laughs> It all comes full circle. Once they're Siren inside, says you won't remember any of this tomorrow. Remember what? <laughs> and it erases his memory. So she has forgetting powers, too. I like the idea that there are magical creatures bumbling around us. The only reason we mortals don't know about it is because they're erasing our memory. <laughs> they, that could have been this, the whole show. Yeah. Oh. Like a Mothman <laughs> show. Chapstick. <laughs> This isn't just a message. Diana uses her triton to rip a hole in the wall of the warehouse, which is ultimately pointless because they just open the door and then they walk in and it's full of fish. <laughs> this guy's so far over quota. I'll get Randy here in the morning. The fines alone for when Malik's gotten here will bankrupt him. He may even get some jail time. Some jail time? Told us she wouldn't help us. June, he murdered our father. Yeah, Venus, I know. But we have to prove that in court, and we can't. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the way it works up here. Right. He's over fish quota. Yeah, it's really stupid. <laughs> also, it looks like there's an orca in there. Yeah, yeah. There was like a little killer whale or something. And and they just want vigilante justice. Like, Diana's like, why don't we just go fucking kill him? Yeah. 
Oh man, so the sea has no rules. <laughs> but they have to get back in the water because it's low tide. And they just run to the water and leave a path of clothes behind them, which Malik finds, and it makes him suspicious. Rightfully so. It's just so long, so unnecessarily long. I know, it's so long. <laughs> There's so many stupid fucking things. It's brutal. Let's get to the dumb fucking hippie woman. What does she fucking say? Part human, part animal, part goddess. Put that together and you've got pure magic. All magic. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I have every book on mermaids ever. And there's not even a full shelf of books there. <laughs> there's not that many books, honestly, about mermaids. <laughs> That's how bookstores are. Yeah, bookstores and like <laughs> tourist attractions. It's like, welcome to our bookstore. Here's a bunch of bullshit and three books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two full shelves of books. And then they had like a couple of tables with like comic books on them. Some zines. Yeah, some zines. <laughs> this is the zine my friend wrote about mermaids. He's an expert. Guess you could say I'm mad for mermaids. <laughs> Hey, you're mad, all right. But just she tells him definitively, if you find a mermaid, she's bound by magic to grant you one wish, any wish. <laughs> and she's very certain of this. Yeah, that's another mer rule. All of the books are in agreement about this, I guess. Like she gives him very, very specific theoretical advice that becomes very useful later. <laughs> I'm gonna just start walking up to strangers and telling them that kind of lore. Yes. Like I was told that if I approach you and ask you for something, you have to make it come true. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that to the police. Oh my God. How much more interesting would it have been in the show or funny even if she told him something that wasn't true. Sure. It would have been great if the wish thing was fake and he tried to get, to do the wish Yeah. when they corner him. Instead, they're like, oh, shucks, I guess we got to do the thing. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> so the bookstore mermaid expert, who seems like kind of a crazy person. Guess you could say I'm mad for mermaids. Turns out to be exactly right. And the two things she tells him are exactly what he needed to know. Yeah. It's just eh, not a fan of that. So meanwhile, Randy has gone back to Malik's warehouse and it's empty because he got rid of all the fish. And Diana says, Do you really need to see the fish to know that they were there? I can smell the stench of death from here. And this is when we get the only objectively funny line in this entire movie. Where did you say your sisters are from? Uh, Finland. <laughs> It's the only thing that made me laugh or smile. The only thing that resembles a joke in this entire show. <laughs> it's a drama, guys. Fundamentally. It, it's a good one. <laughs> and especially if you think about Finland and, and Finland, because they have Finns because they're Norwegians. It really makes you think. <laughs> yeah, it's like that kind of comedy, kind of like Prairie Home Companion, where... <laughs> You're not going to laugh out loud, but you are going to smile to yourself knowing. In that quiet Minnesota way. That's the news from Lake Wobegon, where all the women are strong, all the men are good looking, all the children are above average. Then we get the scene where Venus is digging through Earl's office, and he busts in, and he's like, You'll never find it, you know. And he reveals that he knows she's a mermaid, and she is, in fact, his slave. And that's why she's working at the restaurant. This was a dump until I got in that tank for you. Now you're making money faster than you can count it. You owe me. Well, now look at you, all puffed up like your opinion matters. I own you, and I owe you nothing. 
How can you treat a person like a slave? Well, you're only half a person <laughs> and half a freak. Now get out of my office. This totally caught me off guard. Yeah, she just get, got a job. She got a job doing the thing she knows how to do. Yeah. I just thought, oh, it's stupid. She's sleeping at the restaurant. Was that his wish for her to be a slave? Well, no, he has her birth object. Oh. And so he controls her. Venus says, I hate you with every fiber of my body. I think my parents said that to each other during their divorce trial. <laughs> So on her way out, Venus bumps into Betty, who is again accusing her of flirting with her husband. I told you, my husband can't resist temptation. <laughs> Betty, what kind of person do you think I am? So Venus is getting it both ways. Yeah, Venus is getting it both ways. Malik and Carlo are out on their boat. This was confusing to me. Okay, so they dive into the water and they find a necklace and then they uncover what looks like a mermaid tail. Is this the body of their father? Like, this is like his burial spot and they're robbing King Triton's grave? Yes, the robbing his grave. Yes. Okay. Because they had to leave the dead body at the beginning because they were being attacked by the other mermaid. But he's like, if we get that body... We'll be rich. <laughs> what that presumes, though, is that they buried him exactly where he died. Yeah. And just covered him in rocks. And Diana didn't see any of it when she was attacking the boat. No? No, 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 no. That she did it. Oh, it's she it's did saying it. that she did it. The oh, mermaids okay. did it. Yeah. After the boat where it ran away, she and presumably even other mermaids buried him right there wow. under some rocks. <laughs> because otherwise he would have no way of finding this burial site. He just Googled mermaid uh, cemetery. The only way that this makes sense is that they just buried him in a shallow grave right where he died. If I found my father dead, I would definitely put him in a shallow grave just temporarily while I found his killer. <laughs> <laughs> right. The mermaids each have an object that represents their magic. That's how it's described. When Mortal steals the object that represents our magic, we are under his complete control. Diana has her hair beret that turns into a trident, and Venus has a tiara, which is what Earl has. Oh. And June has a shell-shaped makeup compact with a mirror in it that can predict the future, which seems really handy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> seems like she could have avoided them getting in this whole mess to begin with. She like just pulls it out of a drawer that's just like a drawer in her office or something. And she opens it up and she looks into the mirror and she says, Show me what I need to see to save the soul I love. <laughs> and of course the mirror starts showing her Randy. And he's clearly drowning. Wait, that was supposed to show us a tiara. Somebody's gonna drown. Soul, I love to use your exact words. What are you doing? Well, June throws her object that represents her magic back into her drawer and just takes off running, leaving Diana standing there in, in her workplace. <laughs> so we cut to Randy investigating Malik's boat, looking like an absolute slob. Looks like shit. Yeah. It looks like shit. Button your shirt up, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's wardrobe. That's not that guy's fault. That's his fault. <laughs> If you're going to be a seaman, you need to, like, look the part. This is when he gets clocked in the head. By a big block and tackle pulley and falls into the water unconscious and should most certainly be dead. I wish he had died. <laughs> that thing was so big it would have, like, cracked his fucking skull open. Spilling the sweet, delicious goo all over the deck of that boat. And attracting quite a few sharks. Yes, perhaps a shark or two may show up. <laughs> Jaws? Perhaps you've heard of him. 
We totally skipped this part. We totally skipped the bodacious babes washing the boat. Oh my god. The mermaids are leaving the dock. They're walking past a guy who's drunk standing on his boat. Huge yacht, by the way. Fucking enormous boat. Yeah, a huge yacht. Hey girls, what's jiggling? I sure wish you three beauty queens would come wash my boat. I sure do. I wish y'all would wash my boat. Is that a wish? Did he just make a wish? Tragically... Yes. And so the mermaids have to wash his boat, and they're just washing away at it. That's such a weird thing to wish. Obviously, like a million wishes is the wish. Well, yeah, but did he? Know? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's just an idiot saying shit. He just like looked at them and he was like, "Man, I'd like to see them girlies wash a boat. I'd like to watch them wash my boat." Hey, I'd like I'd like to get my boat washed, and I'd also like to watch them wash my boat. So, <laughs> two birds with one stone. What they don't know is his boat is his tail. It's what? His boat is his penis. Yeah, boat is penis. <laughs> and they misunderstood it, and they washed his actual boat. And he was like, "You know what? This is good enough." He wanted them to wash it because he's uncircumcised. <laughs> Randy gets clocked in the head by a tackle pulley. And falls in the water unconscious, and he should be should dead. Be. And Carlo is like, You sure did it this time, Malik. No, we did it. LOL, you're complicit. <laughs> and then, in a scene reminiscent of both Splash and The Little Mermaid, and every mermaid story ever, June rescues Randy, drags him onto the beach, and he sees her in a haze, but does not recognize her. And then it turns into a little girl, and he asks her if she saw who dragged him onto the beach, and she says, SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm surprised that they got the licensing to say that. It must have been a tie-in. You can just say it. You can just say it. As long as you're not showing him and it's not, you know, Tom Kenny doing the voice, it's fine. Oh! I think this exists in the same universe. You think SpongeBob was going to show up? She meant the actual real SpongeBob, which is a real thing in that in that world. Just a grotesque moving sponge from the sea. Yeah, yeah. he's dried out and he looks disgusting, ratty. We can only dream. Well, he sits up and studies the obvious fin prints in the sand, and that means it's time to stop. And play a game. Let's stop and do some stupid shit. So I've got a little game. This is called Around the World in 80 Maids. Mermaids, that is. Oh boy. I am going to read the name of a mermaid-like creature from a different country than this one. And uh, it's going to be multiple choice. I'll read out the name. You can buzz in at any time if you think you know it. You'll have three choices for each one. And let's go. All right, number one, the Ningyo. Is this from A, Fiji, B, Honduras, or C, Japan? Uh, Cheryl? Uh, A. A, Fiji? Mm-hmm. Eh. 
Incorrect. <laughs> you took too much pleasure in that. <laughs> Go ahead, Stuart. I'm going to say Japan. You are correct. So the Ningyo, according to yokai.com, the illustrated database of Japanese folklore are, unlike the mermaids in this pilot, nightmarish to behold, with ugly, deformed, fish-like faces, bony fingers, and sharp claws. Oh, it's like a reverse mermaid? Like, the head on top and the leg at the bottom? No, it's still the same, it's just nasty. <laughs> Instead of being a hot lady with big jugs, it's a nasty, bony woman. That sounds hot. Question number two. The Ipupiara. A. Brazil. B. Mexico. Or C. Venezuela. <laughs> Oh, oh, Christopher Carrera, is that you? Brazil. Brazil? You're correct. <laughs> so it's a sea creature. It's part of the mythology of the Tupi peoples of Brazil during the 16th century with seal heads, human bodies, and fishtails that often attack people and eat parts of their bodies. They would sometimes kill people by hugging them. <laughs> <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> According to reports from when Brazil was a colony, the Upupiara was found and killed in the captaincy of Sal Vicente in the year 1564. The Portuguese historian and chronicler Pedro de Magalhães Gandavo described the creature as being 15 feet long with sewn hair on the body, and on the muzzle there were large bristles like mustaches. And they killed this thing? Yeah, and it was it was killed by a sharp thrust in the abdomen Ooh. and then dragged <laughs> dragged away from the water to dry. <laughs> I wonder what happened to me. They probably ate it like jerky. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, kind of. Ate it into virility powder. <laughs> when I was a kid, I ate this, like, sea creature, and I thought it was a seahorse. It was, like, shaped like a seahorse. Was, like it, sea was it crunchy? Was it like a seahorse? It was, like, fried. It was in the Philippines. I don't know if, like, seahorse is a thing, though, to, like, eat, or how common it is. Huh. I mean, I'm sure that if it's in the sea, it can be eaten. <laughs> pretty sure that's a rule <laughs> that must have been one of the things in that bag of frozen seafood mixture yeah. that, <laughs> in our freezer i tell cheryl about that all the time joe at 3 a.m one night because we were excited about it we're like oh that's gonna be good no this was the middle of the day when i it was yes. okay it was not late night okay <laughs> and it wasn't good no it was disgusting it was like Muscles and then pieces of shell and <laughs> like shitty pieces of fish with bones. It was awful. And this was a frozen bag of fish. Yeah, you'll see it if you like look at where they have the frozen frozen shrimp. Oh, they still have this. This is a, this is a product you could pick up today. Of course. I don't know. You know, sometimes when you look by like the frozen shrimp, they'll have like a mixed seafood bag that has like stuff that looks like i don't know bits and pieces of, of, of mixed things <laughs> of things that are about to go bad bits and bob from the sea yeah what was the name of that movie that we, we saw in the theater that's like a completely silent film oh leviathan yeah it's a full-length film about a commercial fishing vessel the day-to-day -day life and there's this part at the at the end of every day where they're just sweeping all of this stuff off the bottom of the floor into a trough or whatever <laughs> and i think that that's where they get that stuff oh god what? I should be keeping score of the game. Oh, I got one. I think we've all got one. Yeah, we've all got one. We've only gone through two. Wait, no, I haven't got any, actually. Sorry. Cheryl doesn't have one. I don't You're have right. any. Points. I've got two. 
Everyone else is zero. What? I got one. I got one and you've got one. <laughs> Question three. El hombre caiman. Is that from Mexico, Colombia, or Chile? Go ahead. Colombia. You are 100% correct. It's, a, it's an alligator with the head of a man. And it's a legend from the Caribbean coast where a cretinous pervert named Saul Montenegro enjoyed spying on ladies bathing and he decided to go to a witch to get a potion to turn him into an alligator so that they wouldn't notice him. <laughs> and then one day, guy who carried the potion that turned him back into a man for him, helpful friend, had to send a different guy and the guy got startled when he saw the alligator and spilled the potion, but a drop got on his head. So he was cursed to be a, uh, an alligator with a man's head. Man, that's the wrong <laughs> end. I'd rather be a man with an alligator head. Oh, I like how he has an actual name. This was a story invented to roast some guy, and they got his ass. Yeah, they sure did. Like, he has a first and last name. It's all Montenegro. <laughs> You're fucked, brother. He was the horniest man in the village. <laughs> of all time. Children, gather around. I'll tell you the story of the horniest man in the village who is now an alligator body with a man face. I think I do want a tattoo of an alligator body with a man head, though. That's pretty good. Like a very cartoonish yeah, looking good. one. Number four. Jangu. Is this from A. Cameroon, B. Morocco, or C. Egypt? <laughs> yes. Incorrect. I'm always incorrect. Good. Cameroon. You are correct. So the Jangu. The plural is Miangu. <laughs> its appearance differs from person to person, but they're typically said to be beautiful mermaid-like figures with long hair and beautiful gap teeth. <laughs> they live in rivers and the sea and bring good fortune to those who worship them. They can also cure disease and act as intermediaries between worshippers and the world of spirits. And there's actually still cults that, I don't know if they particularly worship them, but they definitely have, like, interesting rituals with music directed at the Jangu. It's pretty cool. Hmm. All right. Number five, the Moldjewank, spelled M-U-L-D-J-E-W-A-N-G-K. Is this from A, Papua New Guinea, B, New Zealand, or C, Australia? Papua New Guinea. Incorrect. Go ahead. New Zealand. Nope. Fuck. Well. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to let Chris take take this. You can't just win by default in this game. I don't want your table scraps. <laughs> Chris is over there kissing his biceps like Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> this is from Australia. The Moljewank is a water creature in Ngarinjeri mythology that inhabited the Murray River, particularly Lake Alexandria. It's a kind of giant half-man, half-fish creature whose enormous hands are said to be strong and large enough to disrupt ships. It was used as a deterrent for Aboriginal children who wished to play near the riverside after dark, and they would sometimes portray it as evil merfolk and other times as a gargantuan monster. It kind of makes sense to deter your children from playing around the riverside after dark considering everything in australia wants to fucking murder you yeah got some pictures of these things some artists rendering that i'll post on the twitter account at piloting error 
They totally should have had this guy on in in the show since it's an Australian show. Missed opportunity. They should have, and you know they may have. Maybe eventually the mermaids swam up river, kind of like night boat. <laughs> There's always a fjord. There's always a fjord. <laughs> Number six, Lorelei. Is it from A. Germany, B. France, or C. England? A. England. <laughs> England was C, but now you are incorrect. Germany. Yeah, you got it. Oh, thank God, finally. Shay, baby, on the board. How many more of these do we have? Like 160? Well, you know, I did say that it was around the world in 80 maids. <laughs> We've got 80 questions. No, you don't have 80 <laughs> questions. There are eight. Lorelai is the legend of a beautiful maiden who threw herself into the Rhine in despair over a faithless lover and was transformed into a siren who lured fishermen to destruction. Mostly, it's associated with a large rock on the bank of the Rhine River near St. Gorhausen named Lorelai. The rock is named Lorelai. Oh. Kind of interesting. It has like a weird echo, too, apparently. They should have had that rock in this show, too, you know. Yeah. I knew a girl named Lorelai. Really? And she was built like a rock. <laughs> Number seven. Kappa. Is that A, Japan, B, Korea, or C, Singapore? Good. Japan. Correct. Two Japans. Yeah, they have uh, two different weird mer creatures. The, the Kappa is a little less human. They're uh, like reptilian. They have a little turtle back and then like this divot on their head that holds water that if that water ever runs out, they'll die. (gasps) And occasionally they'll uh, steal a magic organ that is located in a person's anus. (laughs) (laughs) So fun fact in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, where they go back in time to feudal Japan. Turtles in time. They they actually mentioned that they're like, is it a Kappa? Ah. And I guess that's stuck in my brain. Interesting. I didn't realize that was in Turtles 3, which is not called Turtles in Time, by the way. Turtles in Time is uh, is a video game. Last one. And I am 100% going to pronounce this completely incorrectly. The Sila. Is this A, Greece, B, Albania, or C, Turkey? I'm going to say Albania. Incorrect. Any other guesses? He already guessed Albania. (laughs) (laughs) Any other guest that isn't Albania? (laughs) Maybe A. Hey, you got it. (laughs) It is Greece. Scylla was an immortal and irresistible supernatural female creature with 12 feet and six heads on long snaky necks, each head having a triple row of shark-like teeth. And her loins were girdled by the heads of bang dogs from her lair in a cave where she devoured whatever ventured within reach, including six of Odysseus's companions. That's right. Everybody's favorite book, The Odyssey. No, everybody's favorite Simpson. It's me. No. Let's go out for some frosty chocolate milkshakes <laughs> and get eaten by the Shyla. <laughs> That sounds like season one, Homer. Yeah, it does. yeah, it's more fun to do season one, Homer, really. They modeled him after Walter Matthau. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> is that true or is that just like the sound of the... No, that's that's literally true. They wanted him to sound like Walter Matthau. That's the game. 
Sweet. Coming in first is Christopher. Coming in second is Shea Baby, <laughs> aka Jerry Diesel, aka Miguel Casino. And coming in last with a measly one point is Stuart. I'm getting used to losing these. I think you're losing on purpose. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta make the guests look good. Malik and Carlo, they have the body on ice in a giant freezer, and they're inviting newspaper people to come and take pictures of it. You got room on your front page now? <laughs> this was really frustrating to me. There's a merman on the front page of a newspaper, and no one seems to care. Shouldn't there be people clamoring to see this thing? Yeah, that should be really big news. Like in Splash. Yeah. It was national news. <laughs> That's right. But then... We get a fight scene in the office between Earl and Diana because she figured out that he has Venus's object. Where is it? Oh, you must be talking about the TIA. And during this fight scene, she kicks a really ugly lamp off his desk and it reveals that there's a tiara and a conch cell inside the lamp. What's this? Put it down. This doesn't belong to Venus. Take the tiara, but not the shell. Please leave the shell. You're lucky I'm leaving you with your life. Obviously, the tiara is Venus's, and we also find out that this conch shell, which she calls a listening ear... Look what else your boss had. A listening ear? That'd be my guess. ...belongs to Betty, Earl's wife, who's been harassing Venus this whole time. It turns out she's actually a mermaid. She's been a mermaid this whole time. Yeah, I'm, I missed this both times. This caught me by surprise. I caught into this a second time around. So, like, this restaurant has has apparently had a girl swimming in this tank for a very long time. Betty was the original. And I guess then she got too old and he was like, we need someone hot in the tank. <laughs> Let's catch another mermaid. Does her daughter know? No, I don't think Tessa ever finds out. But Betty gets her conch shell back. She turns into, like, a younger woman with green hair. Oh, that was her? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Earl's had me under his control for so long, I I forgot who I was. You are as cool. This green hair is working for you. Very 80s. Oh, so you don't age if you have your thing back. You only age. There's too many stupid things in this. There's too many mer rules. <laughs> but the other stupid thing is she's like... I can't keep this. What? I, I don't understand. I have a home here. A daughter. I can't go back, and I don't want to. Life as a mermaid, it was lonely. I remember that. What about Earl? He's out the door, believe me. <laughs> Apparently while Venus was giving Betty her, her conch shell back, out in the parking lot, Diana was getting arrested because the guy she stole the truck from caught up with her so she goes to jail so the cops don't care about the murder of the merman no. but they are able to solve the truck mystery like super fast and get her tried and in jail yeah if there's one thing cops are famous for it's solving uh, a person's car getting stolen <laughs> well the guy had to go track down a cop drag him to the restaurant and be like that's her no really that's her that's her that's her right Ooh. there that's her he was doing all the work for them. That oh, sounds course. about right. 
So <clears throat> we've seen this scene before. Venus flirts with the prison guard and tells him it would make her really horny if he locked himself in the cage. You know what turns me on more than anything? What? A man in a cage. And lets Diana out, which he does. <laughs> and then outside, they're running away and another cop shows up. This time it's a woman. And Venus can't use her horny powers on women. Oh, that's weird. But she can use a different power. She, wait, no, the other one has the power. God damn it. This show's too confusing. They all look the exact fucking same. I think they can all do this. They, She like, starts screaming. Won't ask again. Move away from the van. And it breaks all the windows. That's also from Flash. Oh, yeah, that is also from Flash. But they just straight up steal a cop car and drive it to the beach and this is actually when we see the only car wreck in this whole movie she drives the car over the cliff and then there's like other cop cars like flying behind it like the blues brothers and but the but diana and, and venus escape into the world. so it's the next day and they're at june's houseboat and we learn another mermaid rule we live a long time but then we're gone they have souls that live on long past their bodies turned to dust. When you love a mortal who loves you, you share their soul. This is so fucking stupid. This is one of the yeah. stupidest parts of this. Let's go find the people who wrote this. Let's get them! This is an original plot point from The Little Mermaid that they just didn't keep for the Disney version. Because it's stupid. It's a terrible... Because <laughs> they had to edit in the priest having a boner or whatever people think is happening. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have a boner. It's his fucking knee. He's tiny. Fucking no. idiots. No. They're pleats. They're pleats. You're right. right. Yeah, it's his knee. But there is a dildo on the original VHS box it's cover. Just a penis. No. It's just a penis. It's fine. I don't care what anybody says. That is a straight up a dick. And nobody's changing my mind. <laughs> and it is front and center, right in the middle. Front and back of that dick. <laughs> <laughs> So the mermaids go directly to Malik. Diana chops open his garage door, and Diana starts throwing him around into piles of styrofoam. Yeah, it's just like boxes filled with nothing. <laughs> the garage door itself is just like paper. <laughs> like it's just paper that they rip. It's just like, you know, oh. we're really lucky to live in this country, mm -hmm. you guys, where we can have good set design. But even though Venus tries her sexy mind control, it doesn't work because Malik knows what it is and apparently if you know about it he doesn't know about it and so it doesn't work your motor doesn't work on somebody who knows what you are stupid put your shit together he sends them off to find treasure he wants a treasure that <laughs> is worth a fortune i wish for a treasure worth a fortune it's very specific <laughs> a treasure that is worth a fortune sounds like something a child would say <laughs> if there's one thing that we probably all know as adults it's that everything that you've ever heard of that you didn't come up with was come up by somebody with a fucking baby's brain <laughs> a treasure that is worth a fortune i want a treasure that's worth a fortune i mean what is the definition of treasure would there be another kind of treasure you could have that would not be worth a fortune love oh. <laughs> the best treasure of them all they go back to the house and they're talking about how they have to grant this wish. Maybe we just ignore it. You can't ignore it. I mean, the more you try to fight it, the more the desire to fulfill the wish consumes you. They can't stop thinking about how they have to do it. 
they decide to divide things up. So one of them goes to find a treasure and the other two go off to do other things. And then they can all agree that they are actively getting him the treasure, I guess. So the magic will work. It's not like we all have to go get the treasure. So Diana goes off and kidnaps Carla. You're going in the water. She takes him underwater to a cave and threatens to leave him there if he doesn't tell her where her father's body is. Tell me where I can find my father's body. There's an abandoned cannery on the South Pier. The body's hidden in a locker in the salting room. Conveniently, it's in the cannery where they've already been to three times. And then she's just like, I'll ever see you again. I'll bring you back here and I will leave you. She kicks him out of town, basically. <laughs> I love that. Like, don't let me see you in this town ever again. Stay out of Riverdale. And June goes to hang out with Randy, I guess. And they're kissing now, and they get sprayed by a sprinkler, and she turns into a mermaid. Is he cheating on his girlfriend? Like, what happened? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yes. And it's really funny that for this made-to-be-family and for the gentle-hearted people who love mermaids, that the main and only romance plot in the show is predicated on a woman taking another woman's man. Yeah, <laughs> And Cynthia, I guess her crime is that she's boring and she doesn't like to eat seafood and she's like a little bit stuck up, but like she seems like a fine person. She's not bad in any way, really. We don't spend any time with her at all. We don't know anything about She's her. not a big old liar like this whole family of mermaid liars. Can't believe you're okay with this. Okay with it. I'm kissing a primal fantasy strat of my boyhood dreams. Trust me, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a mermaid fetish. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love hooking up with somebody who fetishizes something about me that I can't control. It's really good. He sleeps with the fishes. Because I was always afraid the thought of kissing a fish might gross you out. Yeah, well, if the top half of you turned into a fish, it might. <laughs> that never happens, does it? <laughs> so the mermaids take Malik, his treasure, and he reveals his evil plan to use the treasure to build some kind of theme park around mermaids who will be in a tank that he's already got. I see a floating theme park. Lots of cheap crap to sell. The world's gonna know who you are. A tank? You gotta be joking. Sounds great, man. Great idea. Yeah, this is exactly how Jurassic World starts. <laughs> this is exactly how so many really bad restaurants start. Rainforest Cafe, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that moment, Randy steps out with the homicide detective. Randy, you can come in now. Detective Waters. Homicide. There's been no homicide here, Detective. Well, that's not what I was told. You see, these ladies here say you've been storing a body. <laughs> yeah, well, the body of a sea creature I shot of myself. You read the paper today. Yeah, I read it. Like, it's like no, no big deal at all. So he opens the freezer and the detective's like, You're saying you shot this man? Not a man, Detective Merman. He's hardly human. Not from where I'm standing. The ice is gone and the body is dry and it now has legs. Because this is our last rule. A mermaid's tail turns to legs when it's dry, even when it's dead. That's why you never find a dead mermaid washed up on shore. That's why no dead mermaids are ever found. Merm bodies. Wait, what? The, I think that the mermaids removed the ice so that the legs would show. They scooped the ice off of their dead father's corpse. But they didn't show that, right? How did they get his legs to dry out? They fanned him with their hands. Have you ever tried drying your body? It's impossible. <laughs> no, I just start sweating Same here. <laughs> they blew on his legs. I'm, I'm going to admit something. Yeah, I, I have an admission here. I like that. <laughs> I was you? like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not a bad rule. It, you know, makes sense. Explains a lot. What if it's actually true? <laughs> the detective declares, This is a crime scene now. And yet the mermaids and Randy are talking about what they're going to do with the dead body. What are you going to do with him now? Return him to the ocean. His body will transform into foam on the water. They need that for forensics. You can't take the body. Back at the houseboat, June can't figure out why Randy is acting like he hardly knows her again. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with Randy. I mean, one minute we're kissing and then the next he's calling me Junie. Well, turns out Venus did a siren song on her and he's forgotten everything. Uh -oh. We were just trying to protect you. And that makes June scream and she breaks a bunch of windows. Sick. Oh, God. All right. So Venus, well, she buys the restaurant from Earl and then gives the restaurant to Betty. And I don't know why she just assumed that Betty wanted to continue working at the shitty fucking seafood restaurant. But It wasn't a new restaurant. No. It was the same one. Okay. I thought it might have been a different one. I think they just rebranded. They did. Your soon-to-be ex-husband agreed to sell it with a little bit of prompting from my older sister diana from now on no more mermaid girls swimming around in tanks. wait a second it's not going to be a restaurant anymore come on that's what people want that's what they're coming to see under new management a family-friendly seafood restaurant <laughs> well there's only one last thing to do and that's for the mermaids to stand around and talk about all the adventures they're going to have one mermaid can hide a lot okay but two or three Word will spread. You'll have the entire magic realm knocking on your door. Every brownie, bogey, banshee. Oh my. Each one with a wish. Not to mention <laughs> mortals and their reckless desires. You'll have to help them all. What a crazy set of adventures this will definitely be. Because they're, they're all going to live on this houseboat for a while and, and see how it goes. Yeah, shout out to the fucking idiot. This would have worked better as a TV show. The, the ending was a clear setup. <laughs> like, come on. Just... Read the fucking Wikipedia on this crap before you fucking post that. You look like a fool. You look like a damn fool. So I guess the Dakota we learned was that Tessa, the young daughter who's barely in this, Betty's daughter, had a role in another Australian mermaid yeah, show. called H2O Just Add Water. Oh man, that is an infuriating <laughs> title. <laughs> you can't think about it too long. It will break your brain. But apparently that one went on for several seasons. And then it has a spinoff animated show, too, on from Netflix Australia. Yeah, if you have a really stupid child, they're obsessed with that show. So the <laughs> one that wasn't a mermaid in the show, although I guess if it turned into a show, she might have found out that she actually was also a mermaid because her mom... A hundred percent. Oh, yeah, of course. Or she's she's got one leg that's a fin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's that's too stupid even for this. In this H2O Just Add Water, she plays Charlotte, the new girl who becomes the main antagonist of Series 2. But Oh yeah, I got this from the Mermaid Wiki. The Mermaid Wiki? Yeah, the Mermaid Wiki. Oh, just for mermaids in general. Yeah, it's just for mermaid and mermaid-related media. Mermaids only. <laughs> Mermaidsonly.com. <laughs> she does not return for Series 3. Too bad we can't watch all of that, because that was actually made and not a pilot. Outside the scope <laughs> of this show. Unfortunately. So I have to read the best letterboxed review of this show, which is in Swedish, so I had to translate it. It comes from user at D. Holten, or Dulten. I don't fucking scandinavian so that sounds good to me that sounded about right it's not a language yeah it's probably d holton so here it is <clears throat> one and a half stars 
a little fun anyway. Glad the fisherman's first response to seeing one more man, I believe he means merman, was to shoot him with some sort of machine gun. These Americans. That's it? <laughs> These Americans. I would like to see this revived, but as more of like what what we do in the shadows i kind of saw a lot of parallels with that they're all the time erasing mortals memories and bumbling around and love to see a mermaid show up in that show maybe that's what has there not been seems like something they would have done by now i don't know isn't isn't a mermaid a cryptid yeah because it's fake mysterious i mean there might be some mermaid purists out there listening to this right now that are going to be really pissed off about that take bub well they can at us on our twitter account at piloting error. It sucks shit. Fucking boring. It looks like shit. <laughs> it's way too it's long. It's way too long. It's literally fucking charmed, mashed up with animals. Yeah, okay. And the logical ending of this should have been like a big climax to them defeating the guy who killed their dad instead it goes on for another 20 minutes and goes nowhere there's so many like twists and turns it was not incompetently written i just feel like we are not the target audience for this it doesn't matter what it was we were never gonna like this God, i like some stupid baby shit that's for baby mm-hmm. i do too yeah and i fucking hated it it was doo-doo caca yeah there's just like too many holes i don't know what any of this means or where y'all even got this from it feels like they had filmed two episodes and they decided to edit them into one to make a movie and edited like a lot of like semi-crucial stuff like the the that the old lady the old lady <laughs> god damn it. the lady who's our <laughs> age the, the lady who's our age who's married to earl that she's a mermaid like they really did not explain that well. I watched this twice, which is admittedly less than I normally watch this shit when we, whenever we do these episodes, but I did not get that at all on the first watch. And then on the second watch, I didn't get that the lady with the green hair was her. <laughs> I thought that it was one of the other mermaids like doing a bit. I thought they had the dad's body the whole movie. I thought that's what happened in the first scene. And then I was just totally confused about who is this other body they're digging up. He also looked way older in the styrofoam coffin. How did you choose this? How did you find this? How did you get this on the list? I'm just it curious. Stuart's fault. We were joking around. Yeah, he was like, you know what would be perfect? Let's get Chris on and we'll do the horniest one that we know we have. Well, now you got me all worked up. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. I'm all wound He's up. He's all wound up. 